Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. So good to be back again online in these precious moments of our last days that we can be encouraged, edified, that the Lord can strengthen us so that we go forward in victory. Hallelujah. Let's worship him who is worthy. We bless you, Lord Jesus. We give you thanks. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. 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 You're worthy, Lord. Worthy, worthy, worthy. We worship you. Bless the Lord. All that's within me. Everything. Hallelujah. We praise you. We thank you. We worship you for another day. Another time to honor you and lift you up. To live for your glory. Live for your praise. Hallelujah. We worship you. Amisukoroso. Medo grubedis brabada santa kere pokuro santoria balakasha. Ah, we worship you. Presolute presidica palajanda. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bless your holy name. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Our Father, we worship you. We worship you, precious, precious, mighty Holy Spirit, who's living on the inside of us, who has anointed us. Oh, we give you thanks. Hallelujah. Words are not enough. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Worship your holy name. Worship your holy name. Worship your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father in heaven, how we love you. We lift your name in all the earth. May your kingdom be established in our praises. As your people declare your mighty works. Blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, who reigns forevermore. Blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, 
who reigns forevermore. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you thanks. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Blessed be your holy name, hallelujah. We give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, we give you thanks, we give you praise. We call every need met, every yoke destroyed, every burden removed. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Praise God forevermore. Let's uh, turn in our Bibles today to that fourth chapter of Matthew. And uh, we see there the temptation of Jesus there and uh, we'll get a couple of thoughts from there verse 4 says but he answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God among the temptations that were presented to him are the basic classic uh, generally accepted temptations that uh, concern you know what you can see and uh, what you can feel things like that, your emotional aspects, your natural aspects, because he's the God of this world. The enemy, the devil, is the God of this world. And Jesus uh, dug into scriptures and brought out answers, uh, you know, and brought things forth that were already in the scripture because he studied just like you and I are expected to study he was conscious of the victory and the plan of God in the Word. And so he would study and pray and seek God about these things. And from the Word, he brought out that same thought in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3. He, it it's, says there in the last part of it that man shall live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. So you can see that um, out of the fullness of the word, he would reply and uh, resist the enemy. Hallelujah. So we have the fact there that we are not just natural and we don't just live by bread alone, but by the word of God. Hallelujah. So 
That's why we are studying right now. You know, we have our different uh, services, but during Bible study, we are thinking about feeding. We're thinking about nourishment and strength because our life is not just natural and it's not based on just natural bread. Thank God for natural bread. And it was when he was hungry that these temptations were brought to him. But man does not live by bread alone. The life that God has for us, that uh, above natural realms and triumphant life, it comes not just from natural balanced diet and food, but, but by the word of God. Hallelujah. This year, verse 4 of Matthew 4 also in Canada. ಆದರೆ ಆತನು ಪ್ರತ್ಯುತ್ತರವಾಗಿ ಮನುಷ್ಯನು ರೊಟ್ಟಿ ಮಾತ್ರದಿಂದಲೇ ಜೀವಿಸುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ಆದರೆ ದೇವರ ಬಾಯೊಳಗಿಂದ ಹೊರಡುವ ಪ್ರತಿಯೊಂದು ಮಾತಿನಿಂದ ಜೀವಿಸುವನು ಎಂದು ಬರೆದದೆ ಅಂದನು that uh, this is talking about Jesus and um, it's about the nourishment he received notice there he says maybe we can start off uh, verse 14 therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call and shall call his name Emmanuel so definitely that's talking about the sign in the Old Testament there, all they had that time was, you know, the Old Testament, and Isaiah spoke a lot about the Lord Jesus, that the virgin would conceive, and the son would be called Emmanuel. Then it continues about, verse 15, about what he would feed on. He says, butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting that you could uh, look at it as just natural butter and honey, but how does butter and honey affect your choice of good and evil? So it's definitely not just natural. It's talking about the Word and the wealth of the Word. When you work with the milk, uh, you churn it, you have these products like butter. And of course, the Word is likened unto honey. Praise God, even sweeter than honey. Glory to God. So he's talking about not just a natural uh, food. I'm sure it will be a good thing to feed children with butter and honey as they grow. Glory to God. But in this context, it's also talking about how he would have to feed on the word, with the working of the word in his life, and he would be able to make a choice, choose good and refuse evil. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's hear uh, 14 and 15 also out of Isaiah 7 in Canada. Adakarana kartanu tane undu gurutanu ninage koduvanu, igo, obba kannikeyu garbiniagi, obba magananu hadeyuvalu, atananu immanu veil endu kareyuvalu. Atanu kettadanu nirakarisi ulleyadanu arisikolluvashtu tiluvalikeyu baruva tanaka benne mattu jenanu tinnuvanu. Glory to God. So here you have uh, the ability to refuse something and to choose another. That doesn't come just from 
natural food. It comes because you know. Notice that he may know. You know something. He may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. So it's talking about a knowledge of the word, a word base in the life where you are meditating on the word of God, you are taking it in and then it affects the output or your response and your choices are affected here. And here is communicated as, uh, you know, Jesus' lifestyle was like that. Praise God, the special son who was 100% man, 100% God, uh, born of a virgin, but he still needed to work with the word of God and uh, know certain things. Know how to refuse the evil and choose the good. Praise God. So that is how it is. It's all about getting a good working knowledge of the word so much that it affects our choices. Hallelujah. It's a powerful thought there. And so we can never say that I had enough. You know, we could be gluttons in the spirit and just be gorging ourselves on the word of God until it affects our choices and helps us to choose good and refuse evil. If you're not yet satisfied, have some more. Praise God. Take another meal. Take another snack of the word. Fill your day with the word. Let it dwell in you so richly. Then it comes out of you uh, in choices. It affects the choices. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful that we can see it like that and that Jesus himself needed it. It's not just an automatic thing that happened to him. He had to work with the word. He had to meditate. He had to pray. He had to ponder about these things. At the age of 12, he was discussing with the uh, doctors of the law at that time you know, certain things, questions about the word. And they were amazed that he was so conscious about these things. He was already aware of these realities. So he was growing up on these truths. Hallelujah. And therefore it will help us to work with it. Same, tested, tried and true. Notice that Jesus does not give us something that he himself has not used. Whatever he used, he gives to us. Isn't that interesting? He gives us his life. He gives us his armor. He gives us his food. He gives us everything that he himself used. Praise God. How he yielded to these things is uh, what we are trying to learn. Praise God. Let's uh, go on again. I believe we have uh, read this. Amen. Now let's go further as we ponder and meditate on these things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to another aspect of his life, Matthew, there, and uh, chapter 20. And observe there how he gives us a sort of uh, plan of his life. He says, Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. So that was the core of uh, everything he came to do. He said the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
So having that thought in mind, it will be interesting to notice that uh, he came as a person who came to serve and to minister as a, a ransom, a laying down of life for many. So if we are to look at him as our eldest brother and uh, example and imitate him, then we will have to consider these things also as a reality for us, that it affects our choices after we have thought about it properly. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse 28 also out of uh, Matthew 20. Manusha Kumaranu Saha Seve Madisikuluvadakagi Allah, Seve Maduvadakagiu, Anekarigagi, Tana Pranavanu, Idukuduvadakagiu, Bandanu Indu Hiridanu. Praise the Lord Jesus. We saw last week how in um, Ephesians, the fifth chapter, we were looking at some thoughts of being a follower of God as a dear child and walking in love as Christ also loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for his sweet-smelling savor. Let's look at that in Ephesians 5. Notice verse 1. Be therefore followers of God as dear children. And uh, if you look at the actual meanings and context, it means to imitate. Hallelujah. And in this case, we are not um, pretending, but we have God's own life, God's own genetics, God's own DNA inside us. We are truly born again. The old man has passed away. That old spiritual man died. He died in union with Christ. When Christ died, we also died. And when he went to hell, we went to hell in Christ also. Hallelujah. And the punishment that was paid, it was paid as though we ourselves paid. So we don't owe anything. Isn't that interesting? God joined us there uh, in that amazing union. And it should be as though you yourself paid because Christ paid. Hallelujah. And so when he rose up being justified, you also rose with him being justified. Just as if you had done nothing wrong. And because of the mighty resurrection, you also rose with him in the holy born again experience that came from heaven when the breath of God recreated our spirits and we became new creatures. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus, you are truly a child of God. You have the nature and life of God on the inside of you. Hallelujah. So when he says, be an imitator, it is not a fake. It's a reality. That's who you are. But now it has to take a hold of our knowledge, our understanding, and so we know that that's who we are and we begin to come in line and act it out on the earth. Hallelujah. Notice it continues in verse 2 as, and walk in love. So it now begins to affect our walk. It now begins to affect our lifestyle. And then we walk in love as Christ. Notice from father it's now elder brother or eldest brother. We can copy him also has loved us. Notice that Christ also has loved us. It is not love just for yourself. 
thank God that you should respect and give yourself treatment in accordance with God's value system. But it is also about loving others and laying down our lives for others and ministering to others. Walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself. Notice that that's the kind of love he's talking about. Given himself for us. An offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Now he's the one who did it. Thank God for that. But we are also in him as though we ourselves were there when it was done. That's why we are justified. Hallelujah. And so we have that very same nature to be able to uh, love and offer ourselves as sacrifice and uh, incense and sweet smell unto the Father. Hallelujah. To our God. Praise God. We can actually copy that and follow in those footsteps and uh, do it because it is Uh, from the knowledge of the word of God and seeing the plan of our father and his family the eldest brother the firstborn from the dead hallelujah the Lord Jesus we are now uh, focusing and choosing to live accordingly hallelujah let's hear Ephesians 5 1 and 2 also in Canada Christanu Namanu Pritisi Namagoskara Tanane Devarige Suganda Vasaneada Karnike Yagyu Yajnavagyu Samar Pisikonda Prakara Nivu Pritili Nadedukuliri. Praise the Lord. So it this great love of God is a love that gives of itself and offers itself as a sacrifice unto the Lord. Hallelujah and to be able to minister to others and give your life for others is the target that the Son of God, the Son of Man, came to show us. He said the Son of Man did not come to be ministered unto, but to minister unto others and give his life a ransom for all. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you can see that that was his mission. Uh, wrapped up in those words and then it unfolds in various aspects of the scripture you begin to see it more and more clearly hallelujah praise God so there is in you know the fallen nature and in the world system that uh, injection of the enemy that's a sense of self-preservation how you're trying to preserve for yourself everything including your own life you're holding on to your life. And it is basically a fear. There is the fear of death. There is the fear of losing. There is the fear of failure. There is a fear that is basically ruling all of that. And so from that fear, everything else begins to be generated. And we have to be careful that uh, we don't follow in that thinking that now uh, there is no more fear because we are in love and perfected love casts out all fear. So we are growing in the knowledge of the love of God and it's becoming a known fact that that's our lifestyle, that's uh, who we are. And so in that kind of thinking, we have the victory. Praise God. Don't be scared. 
don't be uh, oppressed by any other kind of thinking that you're going to lose your life, you're going to lose that is just a waste and uh, you're a fool and all of that. Then in that case, Jesus is the greatest fool because that's all he came to do. So you can see that it is a total opposite of the way the world and the God of this world and the systems of this world operate. Hallelujah. Praise God. Very interesting thoughts there. And it is in all of that that you see that you're able to refuse evil things, fornication, uncleanness, covetousness, let it not even be once named among you. It's like a very shameful thing to even mention these things uh, or let it be mentioned of us. There's nothing wrong with talking about how covetousness is available out there and how filthiness is out there. Yes, but it should not even be named among us as though we were involved in any of it. It's such a shame. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because it doesn't become the saints. It's not becoming of us. It is not part of our nature and uh, it's not a good thing to, to be thought of. Hallelujah. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting which are not convenient but rather giving of thanks. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so we have to uh, begin to know that the first few verses there, verse 1 and 2, are preparing us to refuse certain things and accept certain things. Hallelujah. So as we imitate Him, as we choose to walk in His path, we are uh, yielding more and more to the right choices. How we can say no to certain unclean, uh, demonic things uh, that covet and seek after others' property, others' benefits, praise God, but rather looking to God as our sufficiency and our Father who's better than any natural father. And all of these things are said so that we can rest and relax in Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. That we don't have to look here and there to sort of be self-sustaining. Ha ha. Praise God. That you can depend on Him to sustain you. To take care of every one of those desires that have turned negative by the world system. But are also positive you know, all those desires can be positive where it is directed in God's uh, life, in God's way. Hallelujah. So when it is directed in the way of the world, it becomes negative. Hallelujah. Does God want you to have? Yes, He does. But that's not the first priority. The first priority is you give your life. You lay your life. And then uh, other things begin to find their way to you. Praise God. And all that is an act of trust. Hallelujah. Praise God. I believe we read Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 in Canada. Let's look at uh, another verse in Matthew 10. Praise the Lord. It's uh, way back there after he chooses his disciples. You know, chapter 10 begins like that, about how he chose the 12 and uh, gave them authority to go and heal the sick and cast out devils and all of that. 
and he gives you know a clear teaching there and about how to be a disciple and follower of Jesus and uh, there are certain things written there observe in verse 38 and he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me 39 he that findeth his life shall lose it he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it notice the focus here is that you can actually be lost in loving God and loving people you can be lost in serving God and serving people you can actually just lose your life hallelujah in other words you lose your own uh, self preservation hallelujah for his sake and guess what happens you actually find it <laughs> verse 39 he that findeth his life shall lose it he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it isn't that interesting either he is lying or this is a principle this is a truth and so we need to be able to realize that this is what we are to imitate he said I did not come to minister to myself or be ministered to I came to minister hallelujah that's what he came to do and we are here to follow in his way praise God let's hear verse 39 specifically in Kannada Tanna pranavannu kandu kolluvavanu adannu kalakolluvanu nanna nimitta vagi tanna pranavannu kalakolluvavanu adannu kandu kolluvanu Praise the Lord so there's plenty out there in these thoughts but uh, let's proceed so you have here an emptying of uh, certain fears an emptying of certain um life preservatory kind of thoughts here you begin to drop them off and you begin to look at him as your source and him as your resource uh, we are not saying here that you should not have a job or you should not do anything but just mope around no it's a matter of your thinking which allows you to think properly and say god is my source god is my ability as i yield as i offer my life to him as i serve the lord everything else is going to be following as a good son from a loving heavenly father praise god let's go to first peter chapter 5 notice there verse 6 he says humble yourself under the mighty hand of god that he may exalt you in due time praise god casting all your care upon him for he careth for you so here it's about being able to not be worried and anxious about things to humble yourself means that you are trusting him and his care for you it's not about your strength not your ability not your anything not even your own life but you are trusting him that he cares and his care will handle everything praise god i believe that humility comes with casting all of our cares upon him and not being so bothered and careful about so many things praise god notice uh, verse 6 in canada and then verse 7 
ಹೀಗಿರುವುದರಿಂದ ದೇವರ ಪ್ರಾಣವುಳ್ಳ ಹಸ್ತದ ಕೆಳಗೆ ನಿಮ್ಮನ್ನು ತಗ್ಗಿಸಿಕೊಳ್ಳಿರಿ ಆತನು ತಕ್ಕ ಕಾಲದಲ್ಲಿ ನಿಮ್ಮನ್ನು ಮೇಲಕ್ಕೆ ತರುವನು ನಿಮ್ಮ ಚಿಂತೆಯನ್ನೆಲ್ಲ ಆತನ ಮೇಲೆ ಹಾಕಿರಿ ಆತನು ನಿಮಗೋಸ್ಕರ ಚಿಂತಿಸುತ್ತಾನೆ Now you may say is that really the context well if you look a little earlier at verse 5 it says likewise you younger submit yourselves unto the elder yea all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility for god resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of god that he may exalt you in due time casting all your care upon him for he careth for you so you can see the context is all about um true humility means not being worried and anxious about so many things even your own life that you are just pouring it out you're just giving of the substance that god has put into your life you're laying it out being a minister a servant because in your thinking you are not worried about anything you are not anxious about anything god cares for you god is more concerned about you than any natural father and you are simply copying him and you are simply copying your eldest brother and it is all a sacrifice unto the lord hallelujah praise god so we can hear verse 5 also in kannada ಅದೇ ರೀತಿಯಾಗಿ ಯೌವನಸ್ಥರೆ ಕಿರಿಯರಿಗೆ ಅಧೀನರಾಗಿರ್ರಿ ನೀವೆಲ್ಲರೂ ದೀನತೆ ಎಂಬ ವಸ್ತ್ರವನ್ನು ಧರಿಸಿಕೊಂಡು ಒಬ್ಬರಿಗೊಬ್ಬರು ಅಧೀನರಾಗಿರ್ರಿ ದೇವರು ಅಹಂಕಾರಿಗಳನ್ನು ಎದುರಿಸುತ್ತಾನೆ ದೀನರಿಗಾದರೂ ಕೃಪೆಯನ್ನು ಅನುಗ್ರಹಿಸುತ್ತಾನೆ he said these things he found out the purpose of god uh for him and he stepped into it early studying meditating about it and i'm sure there was a challenge on every turn but he would constantly call himself the son of man not just son of god he would try to uh get real about it and realize more and more that he was not just the son of god but he was also the son of man and that he had come to minister to sons of men hallelujah and then bring them to the knowledge of the son of god so here we are also we'll have to realize that we are sons of men as well as sons of god amen and that we have this holy calling to do the same thing that he did praise god if you read the scripture over in second timothy 1 Notice it says there verse 9 who has saved us and called us with an holy calling not according to our works praise god not according to our works but according to his own purpose praise god so it's not uh, really our purpose it is his own purpose amen and grace to do that purpose which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began so could you say there that it is not for your purpose that all of these things are not really for your purpose is it possible to say that if you decide to obey god it's not for your own purpose that it is for his purpose 
that it was planned before time began. Could you say all that? I believe you can. Praise God. Before the ages. Thank God. But is now made manifest, verse 10 continues, by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Hallelujah. Notice here that now it is made manifest. Whatever was hidden before is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And in that manner, he was able to abolish death and bring life and immortality to light through the gospel. So he came here and uh, he was challenged again and again to sort of prove that he was not just a servant. He was not a servant of God. He was challenged again and again to bring out the fact that you know he could serve himself and do what he wanted. It was being you know, pushed at him again and again. You can choose to do what you want. You should choose to do what you want. You can turn these stones into bread. You can jump off from here. You can command angels. You can do these things. Hallelujah. But he had to dig into the word and into the purpose of God and humble himself and choose to act on the word rather than whatever he wanted. Amen. You know, he had his own thoughts. He had his own soul, which he had to uh, conform to the word of God, just like you and I. That's very hard to imagine sometimes that he would have to say, not my will, but yours be done. That means he had his own will. He had his own thinking. He had his own uh, imaginations that he had to work with the word and learn how to refuse some things and accept some things. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? That he had to come here just like us and fathom the will of God for his life and act it out. And today he has given us the same recipe and the same food, the same knowledge is available to us, the same lifestyle is available. We can copy, we can imitate. We can give our lives actually as an offering to the Lord. Hallelujah. A sweet-smelling savor, a sacrifice unto the Lord. Hallelujah. It's possible for us to do it as we feed on the honey, as we feed on the butter, the riches of the Word of God. It will begin to affect our outward uh, choices, our walk, our character will be seen in front of humanity and before eternity also. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's hear uh, verse 9 and 10 also in Canada out of 2 Timothy 1. Praise God. Amen. So these things are all uh, fears and worries and anxieties that creep up upon us that if we do not uh, somehow preserve our life and hold back 
on laying our life that we are going to lose and we're going to somehow just die and we're going to be the losers but the truth about it is that that is the way the world thinks that's how the God of this world thinks not our father in the earlier verses he says there in 2 Timothy 1.7 for God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind hallelujah notice that the spirit on the inside of us has no fear the spirit on the inside of us is the spirit of love and love is looking for a way to lay and give to others to minister unto others hallelujah to lay your life down for others hallelujah praise God and and it is the spirit of power it's not a weak thing (laughs) that is where the strength is Hallelujah. And it is a sound way of thinking. Any other thing is not sound. Can you see that? It has to be like this. This is sound thinking. This is clear thinking. This is the way God wants us to think. God has not given us any other kind of spirit, which is basically the spirit of fear, where you are insecure. Insecurity is another name for fear, that if you are humble, you are losing your life. That if you serve others, you are losing. You are losing. You are losing. It's negative. It's a loss. It's not a profit. That kind of thinking is not from God. It's from this world. The Son of Man, referring to himself, Jesus there said, I did not come to be ministered unto. I came to minister. To give my life. Hallelujah. To lay down my life as a ransom for others hallelujah so you can see here that there is a reality that we have to think about right from the beginning as a disciple amen these are the things he told them the 12 of them in Matthew 10 that if you are trying to save your life you will lose it but if you lose your life which is uh, a, a step of faith which is based on the word of God, not your own natural thinking here, but by the word of God, being fed on it, being uh, matured in the word of God, you begin to act on the word, you are going to actually be giving your life. Every day there's a laying down of your life, but then guess what? You're not going to lose it, you're going to gain it. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. So we we don't want to just be people who are saved and just doing our own thing and never tapping into the plan of God, which is written plainly here for everyone, generally, to follow after and imitate. All of us are supposed to imitate Him, not just some of you can imitate, some of us don't have to. No, all of us are called to imitate Him. All of us are called to do this Generally, This is the general plan for all of us. Hallelujah. The specific plan of where, which family, which uh, job and location to do all of that, that is different. But whether you are X, Y, Z in your profession, it doesn't matter. This is the general plan for all of us. That we imitate Him. That we don't hold our life dear to ourselves. 
that we lay down our life and be a minister, which is just a nice sounding name today, praise God in English, for servant. <laughs> minister sounds nice when you, when you think in terms of the political thinking of today. He's a minister. But when you think about the, the actual meaning, it means to be a servant. Hallelujah. And guess who the greatest minister was? He was the chief minister. <laughs> the prince of all ministers. He said that was his main plan. That was what God sent him for. To minister to others. To give his life for others. Can you see that ministering and giving life for others go together? Hallelujah. Praise God. So holding back on all of that is negative. Is going with the world. And that choice has to be understood among all the fluffy thinkings and frothy thinkings of everything else that you may have heard. You have to be able to choose properly uh, and refuse certain things and accept certain things. Hallelujah. You and I have to do that. Amen. So that original influence uh, from the Son of Man has to be there. Praise God. In spite of everything else you may be hearing from the world and even sometimes from pulpits, there has to be a truth that you have to adhere to that helps you to refuse certain things and accept certain things. Hallelujah. And guess what? It's all about the spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Praise God. So there is a soundness to that. There is a proper thinking that goes with it. This is proper thinking. Hallelujah. The next verse, verse 8 says, Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. There is a shame attached to that. And you are not supposed to take that shame. Amen. It's a very shameful thing. You came to be a servant. Our Lord is a servant. What kind of Lord is that? That's not the kind of Lord we want. We want the Lord in royal robes and everybody bowing down before him. That's going to happen one of these days. <laughs> Where every eye will see, every tongue will confess, every knee will bow. But you see, that is not the life that you and I have right now. Praise God. This dispensation, this time, guess what? You and I have to demonstrate that Jesus gave his life a ransom for all. Jesus came to minister to all. There is a time where you and I will be shown as kings and priests. Before the Lord Jesus, it will be evident that you and I are kings with him. Meantime, only in the spirit are you known as a king because you have no fear. You have no worry. You have no anxiety. You are living like that. Otherwise, you are a king, but you are still a servant. Hallelujah. What I mean by that is you are a servant to fear. You are a servant to poverty. You are a servant in your thinking. You are still bound. Hallelujah. You are still carrying loads and burdens. You are still worried and anxious. You are not released can you actually be free to not be worried about anything not your reputation 
not your status, not anything about yourself. Yes, that's what he's saying. He's not joking. He's saying, I care for you. You don't have to be afraid. You can cast every care, everything you're worried about, everything that the world fed you on. You can put it all at my feet and say, I'm leaving this in your care. You care for me. You will work these things out. Hallelujah. And that releases you to enjoy his benefit and his exaltation. Isn't that interesting? Praise God. I guess we'll have to read verse 7 and verse 8 also in Kannada. And all those things are good and lovely and they sound good until people start treating you like a servant. Then it kicks in. Amen. Praise God. And so we may have to be able to endure in that particular time. How? How will you endure when you are being treated like a servant, like a nobody? That is when what we've been studying and meditating on now rises up and we're able to do it properly. (laughs) Otherwise, (laughs) it won't be a sweet-smelling savor. It will be a very mean, stinking savor. The right kind of sacrifice will not come out. Hallelujah. Praise God. It should be sweet smelling savor. Not. That is human good. And you know. Natural good. People can do that. You know. For a couple of months. They can just walk with no slippers. They can just carry bundles on their head. And you know. Just be beggars or whatever. Just go around. I took a vow of poverty. And just do all that. But that's not who they are. Afterwards, you see them dressed in suit and everything. You say, is that not the general manager of so-and-so? How come? Yes, I had vow poverty. I was, two months, I was just a beggar. It was my penance. No, this is a lifestyle which is generated by the spirit on the inside of us. God has not given us a spirit of fear, of insecurity, of shame, ha-ha-ha, but of power of sound mind, of love. It it has to come from that place where you are meditating and praying and trusting God that it will be done joyfully. That we serve the Lord with gladness. Hallelujah. With an attitude of, ah, what a privilege, what an honor. Not a shame. (laughs) Not disgust. But an honor to be like our elder brother. To be like our Father wants us to be. Hallelujah. Who did not spare his own son. We'll need to have your son though. It has to be your precious son that came from the bosom. That's the one we want. He has to come here and serve. He has to minister and be a servant to everybody. And then go to hell. Suffer there for everybody. Burned there. Roasted in the fires of hell. For everyone, suffer there, hang in that place that belongs only to demons and disobedient spirits. He has to be there in holding and suffer properly 
what nobody else has suffered for someone else who is ministering to go to hell and then when the price is paid he will come out and he will be in that body because he wants that body because he chooses he chooses to wear that body for the rest of eternity because he identified with them completely and believed in it and totally gave himself to it and so he carries it with him forever a body that was tortured with the evidence all around so that everyone can see I was a servant I loved you I gave myself for you I bore it all for you and I am happy and I'm excited to do that because that was the will of my father and you are my brother all of those thoughts are going to be around that forever and you will see him and say this is the one that gave his life for me this is the one that ministered for me and did everything for me not holding his own life precious to himself this is the one everyone will see that the one that they pierced will become evident to all hallelujah so my brother my sister we are simply uh, being camouflaged and hidden by the world and all of its thoughts which are totally against God's plan and sometimes they hammer into our thinking and they make us want to hold back and become ashamed especially when it is really uh, real that you are being treated as nothing nobody inconsequential uh, dishonored, disreputable you are spat on you are tortured you are hung in jail and it looks like you are forgotten ha 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 that's when these things will be so real. Till then, it may not come into the view. You can, you know, take the vow for two weeks and just be that good guy and then later on just freak out and just be whatever you want to be. But uh, this is our life. Hallelujah. This is the model. This is the expected way we have to go. Praise God. Hallelujah. So turning into Titus 2, observe... <clears throat> Excuse me for all of those throat clearings. Verse 13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what we're looking for. Hallelujah. Amen. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works hallelujah can you see that yes we're looking for him but what was it all about it was him purifying a people unto himself who are these people just like himself and for himself not for themselves and they are zealous for good works that's who you really are can you see that? This is who you are. These are the people that he has redeemed unto himself. The only thing is, that is the truth in their spirits. Their minds and their bodies, the man on the outside, the clothing, the walk, is still, you know, anybody out there uh, can be their idol and their example. And they want to be like, you know, whatever. 
But then our true example and our idol, in quote, our God is Jesus. We want to be like him. Hallelujah. We don't want to uh, actually be like anybody else. (laughs) Because we are zealous of good works. That's who you are. You are a people that are chosen and special and are zealous for good works. Zealous of good works. That means you are fired up about doing the right thing. Hallelujah. It's a very exciting thing for you to do the right thing. It's not like, oh, now I have to go serve everybody. Yes, that's true. That thought will come to you. Now I have to go love people. Now I have to go and be nice to people. Now I have to lay down my life for others. Oh, Yes, and then they're going to say, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do that for me. You're the minister. You're the servant. Hallelujah. When that happens, that's when it gets even worse. But that's when you flourish. Where what's on the inside of you that you've been feeding on, meditating on, crunching on, working with, stirring up, churning begins to affect your walk and with joy and with peace and with a smile and with the honor and privilege of serving him you lay it down hallelujah so it looks like you're losing your life but you're gaining it you will gain it I want to make you think like this for a minute is it true that Jesus is saying the truth here or is he just playing with us this person who is the truth could he be actually telling us some absolute truth that when you do these things you are actually gaining your life or is it just something that you know the good book said this and uh, that's all goody goody stuff or is this the truth well praise God we have to look at it ponder about it and Consider that this is the truth. Amen. I read from the Amplified, Second uh, Timothy, I mean Titus 2.14, who gave himself on our behalf, that he might redeem us, purchase our freedom from all iniquity, and purify for himself a people to be peculiarly his own people who are eager and enthusiastic about living a life that is good and filled with beneficial deeds. That's a nice one, right? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. This is supposed to be the truth. Let's hear that also in uh, Canada. Second Tim- uh, Titus 2.14 Atanu Namanu Sakala Dushtatanadinda Vimochi Suvadaku Sakri Gadali Asatarada Asamanya Janaran Nutanagagi Parishuddha Maduvadaku Namagoskara Tanan Nutani Upisi Kutanu. Amen. Notice that you know this is supposed to be instruction to the church. The next verse says, Tell them all these things. All, not some. Tell them all these things. Urge, advice, encourage, warn, and rebuke with full authority. Let no one despise or disregard or think little of you. Conduct yourself and your teaching so as to command respect. Now this may sound like a contradiction. 
Oh, in the middle of all that, you're supposed to command respect. Yeah, respect in the right way, that this is the right thing. And to stand for it and say, this is the honorable thing to do. And not be ashamed of it. And be bold about it. And say it plainly. Because it, it is connected to being ashamed, you see. Oh, he's talking like this. It's not going to be fun. But guess what? Jesus had to choose what may have not been fun, in quote, but was the will of God for his life. Are you getting this? So the only person that's going to be bugged about this is our flesh. The flesh nature. The fallen nature, which is inoculated, injected into us by the prince of this world, who, by the way, is very well organized and walks in authority and knows all about submission <laughs> and rebellion. Praise God. And so we have to understand that this is going against him and his operation. Praise God. It is going for God. This is God. This is his plan. Amen. So we have to choose which way are we going. Are we going to play with the devil's plan or are we going with God's plan? And are we going to do it joyfully or as though we are being grabbed by the ear and pulled into it like a uh, rebellious child? You know, there are children who you may have to do that to them and they're smarting and sitting there and doing it. Meanwhile, actually, they're not wanting to. Amen. And that's not cool. These grown-up ones have to decide for themselves, no, oh, this is it. And there are brothers like that in the family. You know, there are those who have grown up and they're just doing stuff calmly and quietly and peacefully while the younger ones are like sitting there in rebellion. Amen. But these guys just go and do everything. Wash the bathrooms and do the cooking and do the laundry and everything. Meanwhile, the others are just wasting their life. Claiming that it's their life. Holding on to their dear life and proudly maintaining their status. But you know that is just immaturity. They are not growing up. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse 15 also in Kannada. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you thanks. Back in 1 Timothy 3 that we broached upon last week, uh, verse 6, 1 Timothy 3, 6, notice it says there in the Amplified, he must not be a new convert talking about people who are going to take care of the house of God or the church. He must not be a new convert or just a saved guy, recently saved, or he may develop a beclouded and stupid state of mind. Oh, interesting. Clouded, stupid state of mind. As the result of pride, be blinded by conceit and fall into the condemnation that the devil once did. You know, exactly the trap and failure of the devil, that you may just be like that. So the, the, the more uh, inexperienced you are, the more demonic that your thoughts can be. And these are demonic thoughts. Hallelujah. Praise God. These are rebellious thoughts. Hallelujah. Verse 7 continues. Furthermore, he must have a good reputation. 
and be well thought of by those outside the church, lest he become involved in slander and incur reproach and fall into the devil's trap. Here you go. These things are now beginning to show outside and again he's in the devil's trap. So whatever we are acting on from the word has to affect our public life. People must see that. A good reputation. Well thought of by those outside the church. You mean that a believer can be looked at as a good person? Thought of well by those outside the church? Yeah. You don't have to be the offensive, mean guy outside the church. Praise God. You can be the well thought of guy outside the church. In other words, what you see happening in the church is actually good for society. Ha ha ha. Praise the Lord. Society needs this. This is the cure for the junk out there. The antidote to the pride and the high mightiness out there is this. The humility and the life that is laid out because of the power of the spirit of love, power and soundness. Hallelujah. Flowing through us can be read by others and they say, that's a different guy. Now, those that are full of the devil may not like that either because they can see. And the devil inside them can see that. Hallelujah. And they may say, they are the worst. Those people who read that book, who call themselves after Christ, they are the worst. We must dig out their eyes and murder them. So did Hitler. And Mussolini. And all those infamous people. They are a special class. They are possessed by demons. Not Satan himself. Satan himself will possess the Antichrist. He will be possessed completely by Satan himself. Praise God. Isn't that interesting? So here we are uh, moving in this direction again. We feed and meditate on these thoughts and say, this is my food. This is my life. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. And we work with it. This becomes our food. And guess what happens? It helps us choose when you are being treated like that. To do it joyfully as unto the Lord. Not just to men, but as though Jesus were there himself. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? Let's hear 1 Timothy 3, uh, 6 and 7 also in Kannada. Avanu hosabanagirabaradu, antavanadare ubbikondu saitanana shikshavidige olagaguvanu. Idallade avanu nindege guri yagadanteyu saitanana urlige sikkibila danteyu horagina varinda ullesakshiyannu hondidavanagiratakkaddu. Glory to God. So let's look at it in another context. A new believer is supposed to be a person who can fall into the condemnation of the devil because of pride. Amen. Now suppose you're an old believer, you've been a believer for ages, but you are still full of pride. Guess what? You have not grown. The devil still has you. In your mind, in your thoughts, in your behavior, you are still reporting to him. He's like, hey, my man in that church, you are there for 20 years. I still have you, right? Yes, sir. You're still my boss. Who's the boss? 
you have to decide. Who's your boss? Who rules? Who actually rules your life? Hallelujah. Who's your actual Lord? Yes, you're born again. You've been a believer for donkey years, but who is your Lord? Who is your boss? That has to be decided by the individual, not by force. He has to think about it, not that kid that's pulled out there. He has to think about it for himself and say, I have to choose properly. I'm not going to force that. Although when we say it, we're supposed to say it with all authority, not being uh, condemned while talking about it. The thoughts come. Why are you saying that? Why do you have to say such things? Why? Because there is a spirit of self-preservation where I'm trying to preserve myself. I want to be in the good books of the hearers. I'm preserving my life because I'm going to be shot by their thoughts and their words probably and their reactions. They're like, no, I don't want to hear that, man. <laughs> I'm not going there again. I'm not putting this thing on again because anytime I hear these things, I get bugged. Why? You want to preserve your life. Hallelujah. Well, 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 well. But I've been instructed by the Spirit and the Word to do these things, to say it out, even though I would like to be, you know, a guy that doesn't say any such things. Praise God. You may never hear such things uh, on popular Christian television. Hallelujah. Because this is not popular. Hallelujah. There's not a, a very broad way that leads to all of this. This is the narrow way. Amen. The broad thinking is Broadway. You know, are you on Broadway or narrow way? I'm on narrow way. Hallelujah. It's all about, I mean, is this God or is this man? Is this God or is this the devil? Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, well, well. Can't say that I, uh, you know, enjoy talking about this because, you know, we go through these feelings also. Amen. And, and the more you preach it, the more it becomes your thinking and the more you get adjusted and it becomes your code. Hallelujah. So might as well get used to it, right? Amen. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Let's go off. I think we did First Timothy 3, 6 and 7. All right. Let's go off to a scripture in uh, the book of Chronicles. We have seen that particular verse when they had to send out the praisers by the Spirit of God. They had to send the people who were praising God ahead and then they would win the war or the battle. Praise God and the spoils would be brought home. And that is true. That has not changed. Glory to God. But then uh, hidden down there in those verses, there is something as a PS, very interesting, in Second Chronicles 20, notice verse 33, How be it, the high places were not taken away, for as yet the people had not prepared their hearts unto the God of their fathers. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. Hmm. So they saw all these victories and they, they reaped all the spoil. How be it, there were high places, High places in their thinking. Praise God. 
they were not taken away because they were not prepared to seek and go after the God of their fathers. Amen. Hallelujah. In the new covenant, what you would call a high place is any thinking that disagrees with God's word. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's, let's look at uh, something in uh, Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Glory to God. You know, this is uh, you know kind of diet that you will say, um, praise God, I, I like this. After some time, you will get used to it and you will like it. Amen. How many of you know that with time, this will become like, I need this. God knows I need this. Hallelujah. But you have to taste it and see and then enjoy it and savor it. And then you will, you will not be happy just with fluffy stuff. Thank God. Uh, fluffy stuff is also light and easy and all of that. Everybody's like <laughs> happy and all. But not everybody will be happy with that. They'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's all nice. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. But he cares for me. He cares for me. He's providing for me. I'm not worried. I'm not fearful. That's real stuff. Hallelujah. Not, oh, I'm so scared. Let's believe God quickly. No, you're free. There's no other high place in your mind. You're free. Thoughts are coming. You're not worried. You're not anxious. You have cast your care upon the Lord. So whatever is going on on the outside... God is your supply. God will take care of you. You're not worried. You're not anxious. That's some freedom we all need. Hallelujah. Now realize that none of us from this pulpit are talking as though we are perfect. Not even Paul was perfect. But we are laying out a path that this is the way to go. Let's go. Let's go in that. Let's grow in that. Let's mature in that. Hallelujah. Look at Second Chronicle. I mean Corinthians chapter 10. Verse, C, verse 3 says, 2 Chronicles 10, verse 3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Now, we have to realize we are walking in the flesh here. We have these mortal things to deal with. But there is something else by which we war or we challenge the systems out there and the thoughts out there. That's not from the flesh. That is a certain arsenal or weaponry of thinking. Thoughts. Verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Then it makes it clear what's going on. Some people are always shouting at the devil, pulling down this and that. But actually, what's he talking about? Verse 5. Casting down imaginations. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In other words, high places in the new covenant and back in that time too are actually thought patterns. Amen. Things that array themselves against the word and the knowledge of the word of God. And we put them down. We bring them into captivity. Notice every thought to the obedience of Christ. So it is a thought by thought war. Hallelujah. Amen. 
those thoughts are like soldiers, enemy soldiers. You grab them and you lock them down. You bring them into POW status, prison of war. You chain them down and you don't allow them to rule in your mind, in your imagination. Hallelujah. Otherwise, no matter what you, in quote, enjoy, you know, after the, the dancing and singing of t- taking the spoil, you still have these high places in your mind. Hallelujah. We need to deal with that. Because that is what it's all about. It's about gaining your life. What life? The life that God can say, today I want to celebrate so and so. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, thank you Jesus. God help us, right? Amen. Yeah. Let's hear Second Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 and then go back to Second Chronicles 20:33, I believe. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And Second Chronicles. 20 verse 33 somebody may say man you're just being foolish what's wrong with you this church stuff should not make you a fool you should become wise you're being a fool man just being treated like an idiot that's not how it should be you go to church, you must get wise. Praise God. Have you ever heard, you know, things like, you know who that usher is? The pastor is talking. You know who that usher is? He's the chairman of this group of companies. But he's an usher in our church. And he has been an usher like that for 10 years. Have you ever heard anything like that? Well, that's interesting. Praise God. I like to hear that. Praise God. And then he comes and he he says, I want to drive you. You are the driver for, yes, I'm your driver today. Wow. You're the driver. Wow, wow, wow. Let me take your bags. You can't take the bag. You're the CEO of blah, blah group of companies. Chief executive officers. No, I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus. Oh, okay, fine. Here's my back. Otherwise, you yourself don't feel like giving the back to them. But when they prove it to you that they're actually serving the Lord, and it's a privilege and honor for them because they are zealous of good works, say, fine. Not, hey, chairman, come here. Let me show you. Kneel down. Take my back. No. Chairman thought about it prayed about it, grew into it, decided that's his life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother, sister, it's not easy when you think like this. But you are putting high places down. You are bringing every high thing 
that exalts itself against the knowledge of God into obedience to the truth and bringing it as a captive, totally captured as a prisoner to your ruling, your dominion. Hallelujah. You are ruling and reigning in life as a king through the word and through the grace of God. Hallelujah. Interesting thoughts. All right. Let's look at something else as we proceed. James chapter 3. Is it wise to do such things? Huh? Are you being a fool or are you being wise? Look at verse 13 of James 3. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation or lifestyle his works with meekness of wisdom. Meekness of wisdom. It's not weakness, it's, it's actually strength. It is power under control. Amen. If you have, verse 14, but if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. See that? So those other wisdoms that are no, 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 can't do that. Don't do that, man. No, no, shh, don't take it. Don't start today because the rest of your life you'll be a slave. That is demonic. It is earthly. It is sensual. It is not from above. It's here. It's on the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that just so interesting? I find it to be interesting. Because if you go down that path in the Torangyala, it will be expected from you again and again. So my son, don't do that. You will be a slave to those people. Don't do such things. You are making a fool of yourself. Said a wise person. A well-meaning person. Praise God. But let's hear this from the New Living Translation, NLT. Some of these new translations are also very, very interesting. Verse 14 in the New, it says, But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover, notice that, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, demonic. Selfish ambition. Any kim- I have some ambition also. I want to be this and that. All of us have ambition, but it should be in the right direction. You want to be great in God. He that is least. Isn't that interesting? Is great in the kingdom. He that is a servant among you is the greatest in the kingdom. Have you heard such things? He's so weird. Hallelujah. So there is selfish ambition. I want to be this. I want to do that. And it is cloaked as a kind of wisdom, but it is from this world. It is demonic. Yeah. That is why only people who have no ambition 
they go into church. Those kind of people, they are the ones in church. People who have ambition, who are able to do things, you don't go to church. You are strong. Strong people, wise people, you don't need church. Oh yeah? You're so full of the world. You're so full of the devil's thinking. That's a high place in your life. You haven't brought it down. You're saved, but you kept those thinkings up there. You didn't prepare yourself to seek the Lord. Why should I seek the Lord? It's not for me. I don't have to seek the Lord because if I seek the Lord, I am admitting that I'm not the boss. I have to hear instructions from Him. I don't have to seek the Lord. I seek my own plan. I have my own ambition. I have my own purpose. Mm. Mm. Yeah? Well, glory to God. This is the word of God. And we have not arrived, but we want to go in this direction. We want to copy Jesus who said, not my will, but yours be done. And he struggled about it. It was not easy. (laughs) Don't tell me it's easy. Especially when you are being treated like that, as though you are nothing. And you are being, you know, feeling the shame. He said, don't be ashamed of me, my chains, or the gospel. Don't be ashamed. It's the power of God unto salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So there is another wisdom that is totally covering the earth. It is called devilish, demonic, sensual wisdom. Ha, ha, ha. And we need to draw some lines and say, I'm not going there. It came to me. It knocked on my thoughts, on my heart. It tempted me, but I'm not going that way. I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And that doesn't mean you're just a preacher. It means you believe in these verses. These are verses written to us. Hallelujah. All right. Let's hear James 3:13, 14 and 15 also in Kannada. Nimmalli jnaniyu buddhivantanu yaru antavanu yogyavagi nadedukondu jnanada sattvikatvadalli tanna kriyegalannu torisali adare kahiyada hagetana mattu jagala nimma hrudaya galolage iruvalli neevu satyakke virodhavagi sulladi hogalikollabedidiri adu melaninda banda jnanavalla adu bhusambandhavadaddu prakruta bhavavadaddu devagalige sambandhapattaddu Praise the Lord Jesus. Interesting thoughts. Let's look at these verses as we slowly close. Galatians, the second chapter. Notice verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Then he goes on, yet not I. So there is a life, yes, you're not you know, some weird person. There is a real life. Amen. But it is not just you here, but Christ living in you. It's the Christ being manifested through you. But Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh. We are not some weirdos. We are living in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. If righteousness come by the law, Christ 
died or is dead in vain. Hallelujah. Very, very interesting thoughts. So, the truth is, I am actually in the flesh here. I'm living in this world, but I don't live by feelings. I live by faith, which comes from the knowledge of the Word of God. That affects every area of my life. Hallelujah. I have an opportunity to show the Christ. Was he worried? No, he slept. He said, the son of man, sometimes I just sleep even in the boat. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. People were following him up and down. Of course, when he would say things like this, there would be a separation. Some guys would just leave. Then those who stayed, he works with them. Because those guys stayed, we are here today. Can you see what endures? It's those who stuck with these kind of thoughts, who were not afraid, who were not ashamed, who said, I'm going to India if it is required. I will leave Israel. I will leave the coast of home and go to that place. I will go to the coasts of India. Ha, ha, ha. And because of that, you and I have names like Thomas. <laughs> and Abraham, and Avrachan, and Isaac, and Jacob, 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 Jacob. Why? Because those people didn't give up. They stuck with the plan. They went and changed their thinking and said, I'm going with Jesus. I don't care. Everybody else left. He said, will you also leave? No. Where will we go? You have the words of life. Where will we go? Where will we go? You are the life. You are the Lord. You are, you have, your, your words are pregnant with life. We have not heard anything like this before. And today we are born again. We should be able to keep those places as the high place. The word. The time with God. Seeking God. That's the high place. Every other thing is a low place. We change the whole thing. Amen. What are the highest things? The word, living like him, following after him, offering our life to him, loving like him. That's the high place. I return to the high places. Every time we have to return there. It's another chance to live for glory, to live for Jesus. Hallelujah. I lay down my life. I offer my life. I choose. Glory to God. And Jesus sees the sacrifice. Father God sees the sacrifice. And it appears before him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Galatians 2.20. Let's hear that in Canada as we are closing. So we may have come from various backgrounds, various settings, various ambitions, various targets. But then we had to put them down, rearrange our thinking, rearrange our targets, our priorities, because of the Lord. Hallelujah. There was a man called Cornelius who was already 
he was not yet saved but he was already preparing his heart to seek the Lord he was already a person who was just praying giving just looking out there for the Lord amen he was not yet saved but he was preparing his heart amen and the Lord moved everything just to meet him there was another one like that an Ethiopian eunuch who was a minister a big minister in the politics of his nation probably the guy who handled all the finances of that nation his heart was also in that mode he was preparing he was reading the bible he was saying who is this person God moved all kinds of stuff brought the message to him God looks for that kind of person whose heart is prepared to go with him he will move everything for you so in Acts 10 notice he comes in verse 3 he saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him Cornelius he's not yet saved okay but he's going to affect a lot and lot and lot of things on that area of the continent praise God and he's a centurion he's a soldier so he's not a preacher the other guy was a minister in his nation probably the, the minister in charge of all finances treasurer it is written verse 4 and when he looked on him he, he was afraid and he said what is it Lord so this is an angel that he's saying what is it Lord he has never seen anything like this he said unto him thy prayers and thine arms are come up from, for a memorial before God he said all these things that you have been doing to arrange yourself looking for him it has come before him like a pillar that he cannot ignore does God see your prayers as a believer does God see your giving as a believer does God see your obedience as a believer does it come before him yes absolutely just because an angel did not appear doesn't mean that he has not said it in his word he has said it he said you do these things it comes as an offering to the Lord a sweet smell to the Lord hallelujah amen praise God and you know it continues like that and the whole of the uh, European area is being affected through this man the whole of the North African East African area is affected by the other man the Ethiopian eunuch God is looking for not so many people just one, two, three people who are saying I'm here I want to be like that I, I want to be meanwhile all of us are chosen all of us you know are special all of us have been handpicked by him personally and we are zealous actually of good works that's the truth but our mind has gone here and there uh, or our mind is focused on his word and is seeking him amen I believe that God is helping all of us amen let's worship him as we 
Thank the Lord. Sheme tepelende. Broko tekelebelekeste. Mangledisto pravande. El minto crepetel. Efrecasto. Angeliste prazama takalte. We worship you because you are worthy. You are the Lord who cares for us lovingly, affectionately, tenderly. And this is our faith speaking. This is the word in our life speaking. This is not our natural emotion speaking. Hallelujah. You're our Father, oh, who dwells in unapproachable light. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Who brought us into our various families and put us on the earth in these bodies. We live in these bodies right now. But the life that we now live in these bodies is the life of the faith of the Son of God. Just like Him, the same life, the same faith. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, who gave Himself for us. Who loved us. Who gave Himself for us. That same life is within us. And we want to do it right. This is our chance. This is our generation. This is our time. We want to do it right. We want to serve our generation. We want to live in this day and hour unto the Lord Jesus. Help us today to be a light and an example on the planet. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you thanks. Hallelujah. Another day, another opportunity. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you for the grace to speak such things. Thank you for the grace to live these things. Thank you for the grace to see it come to pass. We worship you today. We give you thanks. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You're blessed. If you'd like to share with us and give to this work we are doing, uh, this is a great opportunity. You are blessed as you give in Jesus' name. And the Lord sees your giving. The Lord sees your praying. Standing with us, it comes before him. Thank you, Jesus. We receive your benefits. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. You are causing men to give to the bosom of the giver. And those who desire to give, you are giving them seed. You are giving them bread. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You're blessed. Thank you, team. Hallelujah. See you again soon.